Okay, thank you, sir. And thank you for the really great messages. Uh, when you start about sales and persuasion, I thought of persuasion tactics. And when you read through them, you really see that they fall under that uh, the data, the information you've been giving us. I, if maybe if I may read some few, mm. the first one is personalized message, focus on problem solving, provide social proof, and spread objectives, empower prospect decision making, build personal connection, and don't trust for, for, for process. Now, you've, uh, I think basically you focused more on a product when you're selling a product. Now my question is basing on, on those people who are selling services. Remember you talked of uh, the example you gave us and the girl was selling the jelly and the, the live example happened and you picked interest in buying. But now I'm, I'm selling a service which is intangible, which I can't move with. Can you give us those uh, techniques you may apply, you may use to convince the client or that customer and you bring him on, or her on the board and take those services? Thank you, I submit. Okay, that's, that's fine. Thank you so much, Weekly. That has been Weekly for everyone. And, uh, you are, the question is, are you you're selling a service? You cannot prove the service. There's an easy way that I can really explain this. Is that let's say, let's give an example. You were an accounting officer. Hmm? And you were there trying to show the client whether this will work for them. How you do, back to the question asking, you can just ask a simple, you know, I'm going to use my basic accounting knowledge, which I know, but for you, I'm more, <laughs> you're, you're more, you're more I don't know, uh, just a second. The internet is there. Uh, internet is unstable. I don't know if I'm still going through. But just to, but just to answer that is that you pull out a, a pen and paper because you're doing a service. This is an accounting service. You want to tell them like, if you do your accounting books with me, this is what you should expect. Number one, you're right, you pull out the paper because it's a service, it's in your head. You pull it out, you're like, number one, we are going to put, uh, get your income deliverables. Man, subtract them from income receivables. And then the differences, see how you can make profit? This is how you can make profit. Let me ask you, uh, how much do you cost this? How much do you cost that? This is what we shall do, to show you what we shall do, what we shall what, what we shall get. Because for services, yes, it is true. It is hard to prove to someone, but like there's a concept you brought there of social proof. And that's why usually they tell, if you're new in sales, it's usually good to, get that social proof by and by social proof those who don't know what social proof is to show that you have done this for someone else you see and that's the best way it can work for services when you have done this for someone else you can just send them this is what we have done this was what was gotten but if you don't have that you can actually go ahead and do it for free for that person yeah and give them a free trial you see this is the best way services are sold like netflix Netflix gives you a free trial. Like, you know, try us for a month and see. You can tell them, let me do it for you for just one day. And then you see how you feel. That is the best way you can answer this part of the sales process. Because it, it, it comes in, like a person has to see it either way. A person has to feel it. People only 
by by emotion. So they need to feel something. They need whether they can't feel it physically, then they have to feel it uh, maybe emotionally, maybe by seeing. So if you are talking of a product of a, a service, uh, like for us in Great Point Media, we sell advertising. What is advertising? So what we do is we have previous previous work that we have done for the clients. We show you. And if you still feel that the, the client needs more, they are not moving to the, client, to the stage whereby they are closing, you can offer a free trial. There's nothing wrong with a free trial because a free trial, you can always take it back whenever you need it, you see. So that is to answer that question. I hope, I hope, I hope that uh, gets, gets the answer right. But that's my it. last question. You have another question, okay? Yes, yes. Uh, let's say you have sales personnel. Mm. Or, or let's say there are many, you have a team of, of sales. But basically the company is a technical, a technical company. Mm. To the extent, take an example of web designing. Mm. The sales people you have is a graduate of marketing who has skills in convincing and telling people and bring them on board. But when you reach in the field, someone is telling you, I want someone how do I test your hands-on? Mm. So if you have that team, do you first give them basics on what the company is dealing in or you just continue giving them techniques on how to convince? And let's say you are tested from the field and you fail. They say you don't know what you're doing. What mm. do you do? Yes, that's a very good question. And uh, it's one of the, the most important, if we go back to what we're talking about, uh, when we look at the aspect of to be good at sales, you must train. Mm -hmm. And in that part of training, you see this, I'm just giving you guys the basics on how to go, but in that part of training, essentially you also have to train yourself in the product. You see? The, 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 the team, the team has to know the product. That's why for us, even in Great Point, we conduct these other trainings for ourselves, whereby we go through product by product. And that's why Tuesday tutorial is on go through product by product and the person really understands what they are selling because you cannot sell what you don't understand that's why the training is essential the techniques this, this is the this is the blueprint but now to get good at that is that you have to go back and understand the product because you cannot going back to the other thing of problem solving you cannot get the problem solved for the client when you don't know the product itself when you don't know whether your product can help them you see so that's a very good question, and you guys can keep that in mind, those of you who are noting down. Also, train in the product. Know the product in and out, you see? So that's why if you see network marketing companies, most of them have product training sessions, and then they also have sales sessions. Yes, this is, like each of these things I've mentioned here, we can actually go deeper in each one of them, how to train for the product, how to train the techniques, all those things. The like sales teams, big sales teams wake up in the morning, and they do, they do role playing, you know, sell to me, sell to me before they get onto the phones with the clients and whatnot. But it does depend, like uh, there's an insurance company which we used to work for. And essentially what we do in the morning, we'd wake up, you first go through the insurance policies, all of them, okay, okay. And then you call up your friend, you call up your friend and try to convince your friend of that means. And then your friend also tries to convince you following the sales process. But that requires that you have a deep understanding of me. So when you hire a person who is marketing, and I'm telling you, what they teach in school, leave that. You, in real terms, the sales, the person has to be very, very understanding of the product, 
before they can even go into the market to, to start talking about what the product. Okay, so that's uh, that was weekly. I'm gonna read Nicholas's question. He says, My question goes, uh, how can a sale lead you to another sale uh, without having to go through the same sales process? What should be the focus while making the first core sale? For example, from your story with your girl, do you think she would do the same sale to you anymore? That's a very good question. So, how can the sale lead to another sale? I talked about this in the follow up. Let's say the client says yes. They get in, they pay you. What you do now is keep what we call, let um, statement is uh, upselling. You keep upselling, keep adding more, even even more expensive because the client already, the client has already established the emotional connection with you. So that is how one sale can lead to another sale. And you're asking me, do you think she can sell to you anymore? Yes, you know why? We established an emotional connection that day. So. If it means even only because I remember the even when uh, she shall try this out, but just that me the product I actually never liked it. I'm not a you know a beauty whatever. But she reached out on Facebook. It's like if the thing gets finished, yes, I'll send you more. I'll send you more free delivery. You see, and that was a sale. It went through. Just that for me, that really wasn't the, the main thing. But to see that if it was a product that fits into my emotion, what what gives me these things of, be, of being safe, loved, uh, cared for, uh, getting the time, esteem. If it fit into that, I would have bought it over and over again. Whether she's in Israel and I'm here, I would have kept on going over, over and over again. So that is, uh, to answer your question, yes, you can get more sales from the first sale. To simplify, okay, make them buy over. I think you have gotten that. The next question says, when a client says no, does it necessarily mean no? Is it the end of it all? Or is it more of saying he demands a greater appeal to his or her emotions further than what has just been done? Maybe because of the time available for yourself. That's a very good question. When a client says no, and I don't want to make any funny jokes on here, but you know, it's nice to see you know, this video, of course, has been recorded. All the questions that we're asking will be, we'll have it posted on all our social medias. So thank you for coming, Neo, and uh, we shall see you around soon. But answer your question, Nicholas. You're saying, does it no meaning? No. You see, like I've given you the example, when you go to the what? When you go to, when you go to uh, the doctor's place, are you saying no? You see, that's why it is very essential that you follow the sales process very well. Once the sales process is perfect, it ensures there is no no at the end. But when a client says no, there are two things involved. If a client says no, they have said no, leave them. <laughs> we don't have time for that. Don't sell to the unsellable. But if a client says no, usually they will give you a reason. It's like, no, no, I don't want this at this time because I, I don't have time for this. Okay, I don't have time for this. You can ask like, okay, when will you make time? When will you make time? When can I come and see you again? Let, let, let us shut it down, let us get it into the calendar. You see, you say, ah, no, 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 you know, I don't have money for this. It's like, okay, that is when now you go back into the what the pain points. You see, to look at that means if you reach at that point and the client is very dull and objections are many, it means you have not done the diagnosis very well. You didn't ask the questions very well. And like I've told you guys, each of these points, if I, to, if I was to list them on here and how each of them actually works. We can spend even a whole night here discussing this, but it is a very deep thing is that once you get to the person and you understand, oh, 
He's buying this car because he has like a girlfriend. Ha. There. The sale cannot fail to go through. You see. She's buying this dress because there's going to be, like I gave you, there's going to be an ex at the wedding. My friend, the no cannot come. But when there are no's, it means go back to the pain points, okay? First ask them, but uh, let's say, let's say for the cars, like, I don't want to take this car. It's like, man, let me ask you before you go. Is there anyone else that will be driving this car? Are, are you going to be taking anyone else in this car? You, you now start to probe around and see, you didn't get, they weren't forthcoming with the exact pain point. Or like, oh, uh, is, is there anything fun you want to do with this car? <coughs> Just to give you guys an example of what it means. So uh, I hope that answers your question, but a no can mean two things. Can mean no, move on, leave that one. Or it can mean go back, go back the pain points and beat, beat around the bush somewhere until you reach the one. And usually on the second round, this will tell you the real reason. Someone may not be wanting to buy that car because their wife needs to make a decision. So that's what that question does. Uh, Derek says, just to supplement on the no, it is important to establish a detailed pain sheet and your product knowledge. Yes, and this, is, this ties into what uh, Wycliffe had asked. To make sure that you understand the whole product, everything it does, what it solves, da, 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 everything. So that when you meet a pain point, you know, okay, uh -huh, I'm going to hook, hook them there. Okay, it's not hooking. I'm going to serve them there. Uh, okay, this is, how it will, this is how it will come in. So you keep that in mind. Eh? Let's have another question if there are no other questions. We still have some few minutes on this. Any questions from Doug? Comfort, 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 you're most welcome. I thought you were in. If you can just type your question in the chat, that would be that would be awesome, awesome, awesome. Yes. Um, okay, there's a question from Martha in the chat. Thank you so much, Davin. Please comment on these three aspects. Value, price, and sale. Is there a high or low price? Do I have to compromise to meet the needs of either clients? How intuitive and psychological is the sales process? Thank you so much for, for, this, for this question. Is there a high or low price? Uh, like other owners stated, and this is why you'd be shocked, like, they are bags, handbags, right? We, we all know handbags, right? There's the Louis Vuitton, 50,000 US dollars. And there's, I don't know what it is, but you can get it from Owino at 10K, you see. They're all bags, they all carry the same thing, actually. They carry the same, same thing, but they are bags. But when it comes to, when it comes to, uh, when it comes to price, Price does not matter in a sale when you get that the sale is emotional. People buy from an emotional standpoint. Once you hit that pain point, guys, I assure you this, but once you hit someone's pain point, trust me, there is no price that you tell them that will scare them. They will even start to see her. I like this thing, but will I afford it? They start to see which land are they going to sell? What are they going to do? Where are they going to steal the money from to satisfy because you have hit 
the pain point. So that means that most times you do not need to compromise. There's, there's times when I've compromised uh, my, 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 sales, my sales capabilities was because I felt pity for the client. I'm like, let me just help. Because, I, because you see, the problem is I see sales as a what? As a service. There's some sales people who see it as crunchy, like numbers, just get it going, crash whatever you can crash. But my seat as service, I'm like, okay, you know what? This client has no, doesn't have the budget I need. But I have come to grow out of that. And I'm like, no, no, if a client can't be helped, maybe we can just refer them to someone else, you see? Maybe they can go somewhere. But you don't have to always compromise. If you're a good salesperson, you don't compromise on your price to meet the needs of the client. Is that you have already, already met them where they wanted to be met at their emotional point. And uh, to answer your question, how intuitive and psychological is the sales process? It is psychological all the way throughout the whole process is that you're playing on a psychology, like the, the, the one of response and react. You're playing on the, on the emotional psychology of a person. What are they actually seeking for in life? What do they want to achieve? So it is a very, very psychological pro, uh, process. And over time, as we do more of these trainings, and we dig deeper into all of these points at the sales process to give real examples of how it would be, you will actually see that it gets really, really psychological at a, at, at a very, very, very high point. Um, the next question says, thanks for this, David. It has been a really powerful presentation. My question is, how do you identify your potential leads versus your level of productivity? What criteria do you focus on to know what clients you want for your business? Such so don't spend energy on who would be mediocre clients. This is from Dad. That's a very good question because it's the stage at which corporate media now is actually going through. Is that we are now sort of after spending uh, some time in the market, we now know exactly the direction we want to go and how we want to position ourselves. So that's the second the internet is unstable. That's the second the internet is unstable. Let it. Uh, come through. Okay, I think now I'm, now I'm okay. So, how do you identify your potential leads versus your level of productivity? I think your question essentially means how do you not bite more than you can chew? And this is what has you know been uh, a pain point, uh, something that became as a pain point for some of our clients at Great Point Media. We sent them so much business that they could not handle it. So, Doug, I would like to say there is no good problem like a problem of having huge demand. In seeing the market, you'd rather have huge demand and low supply than to be high supply with low demand, with low demand, you see. So it is very, very essential that you keep, it's a good problem to have. My, I, I would prefer that. Bite off more than you can chew. <laughs> but, but be prepared with, with your level of productivity, be prepared to service the people to the best of your ability. I'm not, I'm not, I know this is not very good advice, but it's always good to be in high demand. Let there be more people asking than to be in a situation where you are there and there's no one. No, no, no. That is not where you want to be. Be in a position whereby your problem is that it is too much. Abundance. Abundance is a good problem to have. Don't you think so? Abundance is a good problem to have. You see? And the criteria that we follow, of course, some would say, Look at the, pro okay, the easiest criteria is price. Can they afford you? Okay, maybe, maybe. But maybe the criteria I would look at that would be best is that 
when you go to this part of the pain point, can you actually solve their pain point? You know, because this is the point we have reached that you can actually turn down clients that they have the money, they have the need, but the problem is you actually cannot solve it. You actually cannot solve it. So if you can solve their pain point and you know that you are the best person for it, then please, that is the client that you must have. And then, of course, on your side, do they meet your budget, do they meet your, your needs, that's perfect. But if you see that, ah, and this is what happens in this instance, is that you take on a client and um, they pay their money. You have heard of these people who fail to deliver up to the expectations. And even they have no reason why they didn't deliver to the expectation. And that is because they have uh, gone through uh, and not sieved out the mediocre clients, of course, you also have to reject clients. If a client comes into your, your lead generation uh, funnel and they're abusing you, they're like, how much does you think cost, blah, blah, blah. Uh, you can just always, if a client is not friendly to you, how will, they, how will you be friendly to them? How will you service them? So it's also good to learn how to say no because the good thing about learning sales and being good at it is that you can generate sales anywhere, anytime, anywhere in the world. So you don't need to plead for anyone. You don't need to beg anyone. You can always do it by yourself. Okay? So with that, at least you can know that there's a way you can separate the clients. There's a way you can separate the clients from the ones you want. You have so many that you choose. You choose like, you know me, I want this one, I want this one, I want this one. And you prepare to build long-term relationships with those clients whether you're selling to them dresses, whether they are doing tailoring, all of that. Uh, coming in from comfort, thank you for the presentation. Could you talk about closing the client? Okay. So, like I've said, when you do get the pain point right, the closing part is gonna be so simple because the client is already itching. And for closing, trust me, we, we're even gonna have a full-blown full training, even lasting weeks upon weeks, for this specific part on closing the client. But closing essentially means answering the hidden questions which did not come up earlier in the diagnosis, you see. Answering the hidden questions which did not come earlier in the diagnosis. That's why your diagnosis has to be very, very well. Has to, done, to be done very well so that the objections are dealt with when you are asking the questions. You want the person to reach the closing when they are giving you the what? The money. But let's say you reach that point and you, you know, you, you are still like the client is not coming around. They're giving so many excuses. Each of those excuses has a reason. You see, let's say I'll give you the perspective is like you're too expensive. You're too expensive essentially means that I don't think you're worth this money. I think mm -hmm. so. There are two ways you can go about that. That's not the client you want or there is a pain point you have not yet addressed. So to me, closing is always going back to diagnosis. You know, go back to diagnosis and look, okay, where is it, where is it? Ask more questions, listen more. You see, when it comes to closing, it is better to go into persuasion mode where you listen more. It's not about your product anymore, but it is their life. Go into their life and see how they see the product. If it is a dress, see like, okay, why do they need this dress? And Coming up to the closing, it should be a smooth breeze. We shall get into deep into this uh, for those of you who are in viewpoint media, but I hope that's another question is that make sure that your diagnosis is so good that when it comes to closing, the trick in closing is to repeat 
back their problems to them. So and you told me, oh, like, okay, you told me you're going for your sister's wedding. Okay, that's really nice. By the way, do you know last week I went for a wedding and my ex was there? It can be crazy, you know? Now you're starting to close the crimes. Like, yeah, you know, nice to be there, you know, da, da, da. Like, uh, your family, does anyone look down upon you in your family? So, like, how is your relationship with your family? You start to probe and all that stuff. Um, oh, Galaxy, Galaxy, I thought this was coming. <laughs> Hi, David. Uh, thank you so much. This is Esther. Talk about overwhelming debts in a sales business. Yes, I, I want to understand why does your business have debts yet you are in the sales business? Because essentially sales, it is push more, push more product than you're actually spending out. So just maybe if you can give me context, uh, let, 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 let me as, assume, let's say the debt is coming, you have, you have bought some products which you want to sell, yeah? And then you have, you have been stuck with them. There may be two things there that I think are very key. Number one, these products, what are they? Where is their target market? This now maybe goes back into a bit of advertising. Where is your target market coming from? Where do they live? Where do they stay? Do they need your product? Go, go through the sales process again. Do they need your product? What are their pain points? Why do they want to buy your product? And you find them where they are and sell to them so that you can get so that you can make money because being in debt is essentially just a money issue, you see? Is that you need to make more money. And in making more money is that you have to go through these sales process ideas is that where are the leads? You may not have money to advertise, but maybe you, you have some time on your WhatsApp and you're in very many groups, very many what you can join and give, you know? The only way I've seen that sales become really effective is to give people information because information is the only way. Like for example, let me, let me just assume Esther, your business sells bras, right? If every day, you went on your status and you just shared information about how bras cause cancer to the, to, to, to the chest, the best bra to have, or the best, uh, uh, the best type of bra to wear under which type of dress. Well, so many things you can talk about, just bras, you see. Someone will feel like, you know me, my bras, they pain me whenever I take them on. That is a client, that is one you can, but you would have never known unless you shared the information. So. Whatever your business is, whether it is a shop, is that just know what do people actually need these things for? Then give the information. Give the information for free. It's the reason why we are recording this. It's like we give, give information for free. That's why when you go to maybe yogurt companies, they give you a test. They give you the yogurt for free to have you test. When you go to a bar, they give you a small, you know, a free complimentary drink for the ladies, ladies' night. And that is because they want you to first have a test to know your pain point, you see. Once you know their pain point, the sale becomes easy. So I hope, I hope this answers your question, but for the debts, I really think it is because you bought so much product their side and you're not moving enough this side. The number one thing that, and that means that for you, Esther, you have to really, really now look at sales. So get that book, get that book, uh, a sale will be sold by Grant Cardone. It's, you can download it free off the internet, just a couple of MBs, and really be very aggressive with the sales process, you know? Be very, very aggressive with the sales process so that you can make more money and be able to pay off the debt. That would be, that would be very helpful. Um, so I think 
uh, there's a person here who hasn't yet asked the question, Kaganzi Victoria. Kaganzi Victoria, if you have a question, that would be great. Derek, let's, say, let's get a question from every, everyone, so at least we know that everyone has taken something from this. But overall, uh, as I wait for the questions to come in, I want to, I want to thank everyone who has been on this call. Thanks to those of you who are listening in on this after this. Those of you who are, are watching this on the different channels for Greypoint Media, we thank you and we appreciate all the love and all the, all the, uh, even the hate in the comments is also very much okay. Okay. Just, just, I'm just, I'm just giving room for one more question as we, this has been one and a half hours that we planned for two hours that would but this makes it simple. But maybe you guys can tell me um, for the sales process, would you be would you be interested if we went step by step? Like for example, when you say leads, lead generation, how do you actually find the leads? You see, would you be interested in the training specifically about leads? Would you be interested in a training specifically about uh, qualifying leads? Like when you get the leads, do you actually? Can you actually ascertain whether they, they, they want it or not? Would you guys be interested in each of these topics for us to go deeper? Because if, if it's an interest from you guys, it would be really helpful for us to know. And I think maybe after this, I'll send out a small Google, small Google form to know where we can take this, take this to. But each of these in the sales process goes much, much deeper. There's much more, we can look at even just lead generation itself. How do you get leads using radio? How do you get leads if you have no money? How do you get leads if you have no money? We can always look at that as something called, called calling, you know? Some point of call all the people in your phone. Call them and tell them like, hey, this is what I'm going, this is what I'm working on. How have you been? Do you know anyone who can, but let me give you, I think this will be a very good answer to Esther. So let's say Esther, you, I don't know what business you're doing, but I'm just assuming it's brands. I don't know why I'm, I'm assuming it's brands because I met a person who is selling brands today. But as your business is selling brands, hmm? the easiest way you can get money, uh, just give me a second, the internet is unstable. I don't know if uh, you can still hear me, but the easiest way you can get business right now is uh, one day I activated, it's called the activation of the phone list. I am sure you have more than 50 contacts in your phone. And how do they enter? How do contacts enter your phone? You have either met that person or someone has introduced you to them. So you can reach out and say, hey, Gavin, I'm in your phone. Like, just send me a message like, hey, Gavin, uh, I'm Esther and this is what I do. And I have this small promotion going on. Can you refer to me a person who, do you, who you would think can you refer to me a person? I'm not, you don't ask them to buy. Don't ask those like, buy from me now, buy now, no, no. Can you refer to me a person who would need this? You know, that's a very powerful statement is that, and I want to share closes that, can you refer to me a person who would need this? I remember early on when Greypoint Media just started, is that this is what I did to drum up our first business, which we even still have up to now. Is that, I just asked, is like, can you refer to me to people who would need this? And you'll be shocked, just send it to all your people. And they will come in and say, uh, they will come in and be like, okay, wow, oh yes. Uh, there's a friend of mine who wanted this, da, da, da. Uh, I'll give an example. Recently, recently there's, uh, 
is a company where we buy gas called Vengas. They reached out to us and, they, and all, all they are saying, all they are saying is, refer to us, to, refer us to a friend. Don't buy from us, refer us to a friend. And it becomes very powerful in a way that if right now I knew a person who wants gas, like, hey, Nicholas calls me, like, hey, you know what, I'm moving into a new house, probably he's moving into a new house, I need gas, I have a place where I'm just going to send him to. And that's because they reached out to us, they have, their, they have our phone numbers, they didn't ask us to buy, they asked just to refer, you know, anyone whom you know who needs this, just tell them to, to come. So that's one of the ways, let's say, when we talk about the first step, lead generation, how you can generate leads for a business without having to, what, to spend money. Okay, you spend a bit on SMSing and whatnot, but that is money anyway you would have already spent. When we say maybe establishing interest, I'll give you just an example. Let me go through them and just give an example. To establish interest. So I refer to you, my friend, send you their number, like, oh, you know, this friend of mine would need your, would need your brass, right? Okay. Then you talk to that friend and be like, hello, Darwin too. Uh, Darwin one referred me to you. Are you in the market? Are you in the market? Um, are you in the, of course, like, uh, like I said, this is, this is being recorded to be on all our social medias. And those of you who are just coming, I see Krefas has come in, you're most welcome. And uh, who else? I didn't see another person, but we'll share, we'll share this in our social media, but I'm gonna summarize everything. You can just ask, it's like, Darwin too, are you in the market looking for brass? Like, yeah, by the way, yeah, yeah. If they said, no, I'm not, you can go back to what you asked your earlier friend. It's like, yeah, you know, this is the business I do, and I thank you so much for taking this call. But if you have anyone who you can refer me to, referral, referral becomes very powerful when you don't have money for advertising. And that is a way to establish interest. Ask the person, are you looking for this? Are you in the market? Would you be interested to get this, you see? So that the person is not, does not feel pressure that if they say, because you don't want to put the people in a situation whereby they have to say yes, or they have to say no, and they lose your friendship. Let's ask them, would you be, it's just a suggestive thing. It's not like, hey, buy this now, get it for me right now. And I see it's a lot, a lot in, in, in our subgroups. It's like, like, for example, everyone who is here is because maybe you saw this on a status for someone, you saw it in a group, and you have decided to come. No one forced you to come. And that is a cell. Let's say if this was a cell, we have 14 people here and that's a cell done. There is no forcing, there is no, there is no pushing anyone, you see. So that's, that is what can mean when you establish interest. And then this one of, of, of uh, diagnosis, we can really, really go deep on it and how do you diagnose, like which questions do you ask? There's uh, what we call, just to give you guys an example, this the three question loop. What is paining you right now? That's the first question. What is paining you right now? How do you think we can solve it, number two? You make the client close themselves. This is to answer maybe something about comfort closing. How do you think we can solve it? And you ask them, how would you feel after it has been solved? And, you let it, and that's why I tell you, towards the end, you have to be a very, very good listener. Listen to what the client is not telling you. So that is also for problem solving. And testing out the product, show them, demonstrate, you know, if it is a dress, let them put it on. If it is a, if it is a bra, let them try it on and they start to feel whether it is, it is okay. And then you ask for the money, ask for the money. So just to give a small recap of what we have covered as we are winding this down, those of you who have come in, 
Thank you so much. We have stated. Let me give it a second. Isn't it is unstable? We have stated uh, the importance of sales, why sales is the most important skill you should learn. Just to close this up, I'm just wrapping it up. Why sales is very important? Because if you want to become a president, you have to sell people. If you want to get married to someone, you have to sell to them that you are the best person that can uh, that, that they should, uh, should marry or, or, or marry them. Uh, if you want to maybe get a job in an interview, the way you present yourself, the way you speak, the way you conduct yourself, that is all sales. It, is, it does not only connect to products. So, of course, in this, center, in this sentence, we teach it in a way of like as if you're selling products, but cut it across anything. You see, it still applies. And then we talked about uh, what sales is. Sales is essentially service to serve people and solve people's problems. And then persuasion is listening. So when you say sales and persuasion, it is it's essentially the art of listening so that you can solve someone's problem. Give more than what you are taking away from what? From a conversation. And then when we go to uh, the book recommendation I've given, those of you who are coming, please get this book. I'm really imploring this. Sell or be sold by Grant Cardonis. where I've summarized most of these points too, to give you guys examples of how it applies in our market here, here where we are and what we can do about it in this lockdown. Uh, book recommendations, Sell or Be Sold by Grant Cardone. Let me just send it uh, to the group again. Sell or, sell or Be Sold by Grant Cardone. Get this book, it will give you the basics of selling before you can even get into any other training. And then uh, how do you get good in sales? How do you get good in sales is by attending trainings like this. And you guys will let us know whether we should continue doing more of this so that we can really dig deeper into the subject of sales. Uh, you have to attend trainings, train yourself because this is not taught in school. We do not have sales one-on-one in school. Then go out there and sell. Like I said, I started, I started from a supermarket. Go start selling anywhere you can start selling, whether it is insurance, whether it is car insurance, whether it is boxes, whether it is what. Get into the sales thing and start selling, then review and keep on repeating. Train, sell, train, sell, train, sell. And then understand the sales process. Because if you have come in, you cannot this down. Number one, get the lead first. Establish who wants your product, okay? Who wants what you have? If it is marriage, who do you want? I want that person, I want to marry this girl, I want to marry this boy. Establish the lead. After establishing the lead, qualify the lead. Do they want what you are selling? Number one, does that girl or boy want to marry? Does that child want to listen to you? Does that job actually want you? <laughs> you may want the job, but does the job want you? That's the question to ask, you see? But after establishing that, then now we start to establish the diagnostic. If it is a job, what exactly this job can I bring deep inside? What is their pain point? They are saying they need a sales manager. Okay, that's well and good. What exactly do they want to achieve with a sales manager? You start to ask the questions. Hey, let me tell you, if you're in an interview, you can actually ask the questions. That's why I first when we're doing these interviews, I think yeah, I've done it with Derek for Great Point Media. We ask people like, ask us questions, you know? And as actually, I had an interview once, uh, Banda is not here, but I had an interview once where I actually learned something from the interviewee that I was the one interviewing, you see. So but that's because we opened it up. Ask the questions. You can ask them, like, what is the biggest problem that this company is facing that you believe that if you got me, 
I can be able to solve it? That is a very powerful question to ask in an interview. Let, let people not lie to you that go in an interview and keep accept those government interviews. That one's their setting stone. But if you're in any other company that you want to work for, they have advertised for a position of sales manager. Go in and say, if I come on onto this team, mm-hmm, tell me, tell me, what is the biggest, biggest thing? Because you are trying to establish their pain point. What is the biggest thing? Do you want to increase sales by 5%? Do you want to increase the sales team? Do you want sales training? What is the biggest thing that you believe if I do for you, it will be a perfect match made in heaven? And you listen to what the managers what, are saying. And then you use that after establishing the what? The diagnosis. Does it give them safety? Does it make them more money? Does it give them self-esteem? Does it get them laid? Does it give them uh, you know, uh, food, shelter, clothing? All these things, you look at them. And then time. Do they get time from that after establishing that is the third step in the process. Then you test out. Then you can tell them in an interview, like, hey, uh, when I come in, I do believe this is how I'm going to do it. You re- literally, this is the answer, question. you repeat back what their problem is. They have told you they want to increase sales by 15%. Tell them, uh, me, according to my experience, I've increased sales from my previous company by 50%. We had a 20-man training, we had a 20-man sales team, and this is what we're able to achieve. So I do believe I'm the perfect person for this job when I come on because I will drive up not 15%, but we shall even take it up to 30, 40, 50% if you so wish. So you test out the idea. They start to see themselves, you know. Tell the girl or boy, those of you who want to get it's like sell to them. It's like, you know what, me, if I come, if I come and you marry me, or if I marry you, girl, I will love you until you die. I will be the best husband for you. And yeah, the person is so like, wow, wow. They start to see it in their mind. Like, okay, okay, I can see this person. Yeah. That is how the sales process does work. And then after that, uh, after testing out your products, you close them, ask for the sale, be like, yo, let's start. Let's get married tomorrow. Let us go. You have accepted. Let us ask for the money. If you're selling a product like the person has tried on the bra, remember where we started from? They want the bra, it has solved their pain point. Maybe they, they, the boobs were paining them here, then you have given them a bra which doesn't have this cut thing. Then they then ask for the money at the end. It's like, oh, this is perfect for you. So I just keep it on. Just give me my 50K and I go. And that's that. But then after closing the client, follow up one day or maybe even an hour after they are bought from you, call them up like, hello. This is Davin, are you enjoying the bra I brought you? I have, a new, I have a new stock which we can add to that. I have a different color. That is how you can actually sell more. To answer Nicholas's question, to sell more into what? To sell more into the, into the, the client and be able to get more. So I hope that uh, closes it for today. If there are any more questions, one, I'm giving space for just one last question and those of you who are listening in on the podcast just type it in the chat as i'm making this outro those of you who are listening to this on the podcast those of you who are listening to this or watching this on youtube because we're going to share this after um want to thank you and those of you who have attended here let me first shout out to the people you know the radio days uh the attendees we have olivia olivia shout out thank you for coming through uh nicholas uh Wycliffe, Derek. Uh, now, Technos Park, I don't know, but I think this is, uh, this is Esther, uh, Doug, Wilbert, and then Kaganzi Victoria, thank you for coming. Um, Clofas, thank you for coming. 
comfort everyone. So one more question. If there are no questions, I would like to end this. But just to close this off, I just want to say, I think me, the, the thing sells where it started out for me was like uh, not having a job, you know? When you don't have a job and, oh my God, you're living <laughs> with your parents or anything like that. They're like, oh, what's the easiest way to make money? If you Google it, the easiest way to make money is actually sales. Go somewhere, anywhere in the world, whether they take you to Saudi Arabia, whether they take you to Canada, whether they take you anywhere in the world, the number one thing you can make money with right away is the ability to sell. And that's why businesses pay us Greenpoint Media to help them get clients and sell. Anything that makes people money, sells, is the biggest thing. So I really employ you guys, like, let's take this seriously, let's, let's learn, get that book, establish the fundamentals, start to train out, you know, all this, because even the speaking, even the what, all that comes from the ability to sell. Like if I had a product to sell you guys, at least I know I would have 15 customers right now, today, right there and then, but I'm just here to share with you the little knowledge I've gained for the past two years and say, it is the only thing I believe even this country needs. <laughs> this country needs salespeople to be able to work. No, to be honest, this country needs salespeople. Let me give you an example. In economics, the reason why maybe we borrow money from abroad is because we are not selling enough of our agricultural products. We are not exporting enough. And that is because we have no salespeople. So salespeople are in high demand right now. And the best thing you can do to prepare yourself for the next five, 10 years, is start learning this amazing skill of the ability, the ability to sell. So thank you so much for everyone who has attended this. I really appreciate. And if there's any, maybe if we get off, you guys can send your messages, what you have learned, uh, what you wish to learn more, I would like to get everyone. Okay, Shaba Wilbert has raised the hand. Um, yes, Shaba, you're most welcome. You can ask your question. Thank you very much for a wonderful presentation. Um, my question is, if you have a company, how do you identify someone that someone can sell? Uh, and, can, and another question is, can really be everyone be a seller? Can, can everyone sell? That's a very good question, Robert, and thank you so much for that question. Number one, how do you identify that someone can sell if you have a company? I'll be number one, <laughs> number, the biggest thing I have to be honest with you. If you own the company, you are the seller. You are the number one seller. You have to be, I am the top seller in Greenpoint Media. Everyone in Greenpoint Media knows this. No one can outcompete me and it is, I make it competitive because we are competitive in that. Who can get the most leads, who can close, you see? And we keep that competition up and about. So how do you identify the best salesperson? You look at the features that we have talked about. Who is more servicey? Like I'll give an example. We had a, a video editor. This was under Douglas's team, the time when we were working on some projects. A video editor who would work more than what is needed, who would turn in more videos than what is needed. That is a very good salesperson. You know why? Because they are serving, you see? So anyone in your company that is doing more than what you know the job description requires, that is not just doing bare minimum, just showing up to enjoy the vibes, that is a potential seller. And to your second question, can everyone sell? I'll answer it like this. What options do we have? Everyone has to sell. 
because I have said sales cuts across every aspect of our lives. So everyone can sell. If a person says, you know me, I'm not good at sales, I can't sell, it's like you're doing a disservice to yourself. Because the people who can sell are going to come and pass by you. And that's what happens because, look at, I'll give an example, a leader. Like, but let's say Bobby Wine, hashtag voted Bobby Wine. But he, he's the one who came out and said, me, I want to be. I want to be, I want to take this on. Are you sure there are not so many big men who can, who wanted to be president? You see, there are so many who are there, but he has done who has stood up and taken on the mantle. So everyone can sell, it is in everyone. But if you take a back seat, like, you know, for me, I was selling things. That's because we have the wrong framework. We think sales is for, you know, yeah? It is something dirty, right? Me, I can't sell. If you can't sell, it means you can't progress in life. You can't get that job promotion. You can't get the girl you want. You'll be stuck in a relationship that you are not happy with. You know, you you generally not get what you want in life. Whether it is making more money, whether it is uh, getting a job promotion, whether it is buying the best car. Because let's say you have 50 million and the car you want to buy is a Mercedes Benz. You go to the bond and sell the guy who's selling the car, like me, this is the one I want, and he takes you 10 million for a car for 100 million. You see, that is what can happen when you are good at sales. So everyone can sell, but if you choose not to be a salesperson, it is also okay. Just understand that life is essentially just, you know, because you have to fight. Essentially, you might say sales is service, and as you are serving, as you are, serving you are fighting. The UPDF serves this country, but how do they do it? They are fighting for this country. And that is that is how it is. But thank you so much for, for that great question, Bo. Um Wilbert, your name is Wilbert? Let me see. Yes, Wilbert. And I hope I've gotten to everyone. I would like to end this by thanking you all for coming, and I will see you guys in the next one. Cheers. This podcast is brought to you by Grey Point Media. Yeah.